Welcome to episode six of seven. No, seven. Episode seven (laughs) of Let Let Us Help. I'm Marielle Scott. And I'm Natasha Kaneda. And we're so excited to talk to you today about Mm. Mm. codependency. So before we start, my name is Natasha. And we do, I we am codependent. We oh, 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 shit. <laughs> wow, I'm Marielle, and I'm codependent. Thank you, Marielle. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me. So we just want to talk about the topic of it because uh, little old me realized that it is not exactly what we think it is. Or at least I didn't. I think that the definition of it is a little misunderstood right now. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's kind of complicated. It's a little more deeper than just like being needy. Totally. And so that's what I thought it was. So I was like, I am not codependent. I am too independent. Right. I don't need nobody because I grew up with a single mom. So I'm like, I don't need no man. But I didn't realize until I started therapy and my therapist was like, oh, yeah, that's codependency. And then when she told me that and I started to research it, it helped me so much with like my little anxieties in my relationship and in social settings too my little anxieties that I was having just having a label on it it kind of soothed a lot of them because I could see more clearly yeah putting words to how we're feeling and actions and behaviors and patterns it makes us feel not crazy yeah it makes us feel like okay that is just a codependent um, action that I'm partaking in and mm-hmm. I can just as easily as I stepped into it I can step out of it yep it's always awareness I feel like that's what it always comes down to and just knowing the traits of it and then recognizing them in myself instead of being like why do I feel like this I've met so messed up what's wrong with me I'm like oh no it's me being codependent it's that simple okay so let's begin Let's begin. Okay, ready? One, (laughs) two, go. (laughs) I just sprint out of the room. Like, where'd you go? Um, Can you explain to us the definition of codependence? Yeah, so of course I can. I went to, uh, I have my doctorate in uh, marriage counseling. I'm just kidding. That was funny. That was a really good joke. (laughs) God, did you stand up? Yeah. Um... So basically, Mari and I are both reading this book. It's kind of embarrassing. I don't think it's embarrassing. You can be embarrassed. It's called Codependent No More. <laughs> <Natasha's>. <laughs> no, because if anyone else is reading it, I know you're right. No, no I'm joking. There's no shame. It. I just I'm so funny about self help book titles. I think sometimes they're like it's I cheesy, love for sure. the book You're a Badass. It's like truly one of my favorite books. And if you have not read it, go get You're a Badass by Jen Sincero. Sincero. It's so good. But sitting at a coffee shop. Opening up, you're a badass. It feels embarrassing. I know. I was in public and I was reading The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. But that's more like, cool. Not really. That's it's not bright like, orange. There's no subtlety. No more. <laughs> it's like, so you're divorced. Yeah. Now what? Yeah, like, you're like, wow. Way to be subtle there, guys. <laughs> so you've screwed up everything that you've ever had. What's the next step? <laughs> next chapters. Yeah. Okay. So we're reading Codependent No More. And basically she was saying it's actually been even hard for professionals, mental health professionals, to really lock down 
a clear definition of codependency. But in the ways that it shows up for me, I've realized what it means is I overfunction in my relationships with my boyfriend and with my friends sometimes where I'm not only worrying about myself and my experiences and my emotions, I am also perceiving the situation through the filter of what are they what are they experiencing, what are they feeling and I'm like preemptively trying to make sure the other person feels good, is having fun, feels comfortable. And so what happens is instead of just being in the moment and being like, yeah, I'm just sitting here talking to someone. I'm like, I'm sitting here talking to someone, but I wonder how what I'm saying is coming off to them. And what I are wonder they- if they're having a good time right now. Yeah. Are they having fun? Are yep. they? So it's not let's say in a relationship we're supposed to do 50-50 which I actually have a pretty hot take on I don't think it should be 50-50 I think it should be 90-10 (laughs) no no I just like let's say hypothetically it should be 50-50 a codependent would be doing 85 to 90 percent of the work of the of the labor of making them almost invaluable to the other person. Indisposable. Indisposable. So I tell the best jokes. I give the best foot massages. I do this person's laundry. Or I want to go above and beyond to get them to love me. Yep. Not as a way because it makes me feel good because it makes them feel good, which is a nice thing to do for the person that you love, your friends, your family. But when it becomes to your own detriment and your cup is lowering in um, volume Mm -hmm. so their cup is higher than yours Mm -hmm. yeah and I also think um I lost my train of thought good thing we have a podcast (laughs) (laughs) what do you think (laughs) um no I also think that sometimes So you were saying like you do things. Oh, I think what it is is you can do those things because you love someone and you care about them. But codependency means you're doing them because you do not feel worthy enough for their love. So you are trying to earn it. That's how I've realized it shows up for me. So a good one thing I read, a good indicator of codependency is you feeling like your presence alone is not enough. And I think that's where in high school and college and after college too, you see girls and guys, but I mean, I have a lot of female friends who will completely adapt to the other person. Mm -hmm. So let's say the other person is really into rock music. They become the ultimate rocker. And they they don't think that how they are as just who they are, what they like is good enough. They have to bend and become Gumby. To be to, loved. To be loved. And they have to really become, they have to know every song from The Who and The Clash. And they have to know, mm-hmm. I'm not really into rock music. I don't know, it's like the <laughs> <Yeah>. woo-woos. <laughs> I know, I definitely went through a phase where I liked Screamo. I didn't like Screamo. Yeah, in high school, (laughs) Natasha and I both liked this guy, liked this guy named Chad, and she liked this other guy, and they were in this band, and we would go to Screamo concerts, you guys. Sometimes I could rock. You roll? (laughs) (laughs) No, 
oh, brah, I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyways, that's how I've noticed it shows up for me. I don't feel like my presence is enough. My, I need to be there and I also need to be funny or I need to be energetic or I need to be happy helping them through their personal problems or I need to be happy to bring light to the situation which is so funny in the first episode we were both talking about how we get scared when we we don't want to bring the other person down that's codependency that's saying I can't do we know I know that's saying I can't have my emotional experience because I'm scared of how it'll affect you which is not healthy like you could you have to be like no I am a person and I'm allowed to experience whatever I'm experiencing. I don't need to alter my sadness for you. Or if I'm going through a bad day, I don't have to put on a facade and become everything you want me to be and cook you dinner and do this and do that. And to be worthy. be really nice to all of my friends. I mean, be nice to your friends. But just, but like to bend over backwards and be this like perfect thing to make anyone else feel comfortable it's okay to have a bad day. Yeah, you are good enough to have a bad day and people will still love you. And look, too, like, we're saying this to ourselves, too. Like, we're not just, like, preaching this. Like, oh, no, you know, it's... we really made this podcast because we wanted to take you guys on our self-help journey. Mm -hmm. And we really want to be vulnerable and open in, like, this is where we are now. Yep. And we're discovering this. And uh, someone told me to read Codependent No More because I got into a fight and the person was ignoring me and I apologized and they were still ignoring me and I couldn't sleep. Yeah. I was That's so I am. upset. I couldn't handle somebody being mad at me. Yep. Even though I apologized and You were over functioning. I was like calling them, like I was like acting crazy. You cleaned up your side of the road, but you want you couldn't make them clean up their side and so you start to try to like fix that and control that but you can't and I called my mom and I was like I don't know what to do and she's like just show up at their house and I was like oh that sounds like a bad no, idea no actually yeah. I was like wait 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 and that was because that was the energy that I was putting out the manic energy of like, I don't know what to do mm -hmm. this person's mad at me oh my god I can't sleep what if what if we never talk again and she and she was feeding off of that energy and totally. so she threw that out and I realized like never make decisions out of that place also yeah and my friend always says like if it's hysterical yeah like, you shouldn't be making a decision yeah. out of the need. I have to I have to do this. Like, you know when people get those impulse tattoos? Yes. Yeah. It's like, that probably isn't the time to get the tattoo. Yeah. Maybe wait a yep. couple months, think about it, and then go get your tattoo. But if it's like, I need it right now, it's almost like a hit. There's something deeper. It's like a dose or like a, absolutely. And I know for me, like, I couldn't handle somebody being mad at me and somebody not thinking highly of me mm. that I was willing to go to any lengths. And that's to prove that to you're a good person. prove and I'm sorry and don't be mad at me and I'll do anything. And it became so desperate. Yeah. And, and that's when a friend was like, yo, you ever heard this, this book? <laughs> and I was like, I read book. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think that it's really hard in relationships, especially it's really hard. Like, this is way easier said than done. But when you're in that place of, like, oh, my God, like, you're so anxious. I just, I'm, I'm just going to text him. I just, I need to uh -huh. talk to him. 
don't do it. Throw your phone out the window. Yeah, do not. Do, it's so it's so hard though, and I've caved a thousand times. But the result is always better when you don't act because when you're that emotional and that heightened, it's because a deeper part of you feels threatened. And it's not about the relationship anymore. It's about your worthiness of love. And you feeling safe. And you need to make yourself feel safe. And you, granted, other people should do that too, but it starts with you. Right. You need to enter relationships feeling worthy of love. No one needs to prove to you that you're worthy of love. Can you explain to me a little bit how you feel codependent in friendship? Yeah, so, like, when Mari says, like, oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, hold on one second. Oh, wait, why did I say <laughs> What? You're getting your notebook? Um, yes. Okay, so in friendship, so basically. <laughs> She's acting so weird right now. <laughs> I snuck a hamster in the studio. No, okay, you want to know the truth? I'm trying to find my deodorant. <laughs> right now? There's nothing, like, no one else is here with us. Just for fun. Okay, so in friendship, it's so funny because I was talking to my therapist and I was saying how when I'm in groups with my boyfriend, with Chris, I'm not worried. But then when we spend a lot of time alone, I start to get really in my head and anxious and heightened. heightened like I'm like very aware of everything okay. and it feels not good. I just want to be present and enjoy my life. And she was like, do you ever feel like that with friends? And I was like, no. Oh, <laughs> wait. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I a little better now at this age <clears throat> but I really clearly remember in high school I'm a very social person if I was going to hang out with like five friends I was excited if I was going over to one friend's house and it was just going to be me and them I was so nervous and she was my therapist was saying it's because I felt the need to carry the emotional load of the whole situation. Like I need to be funny to entertain. I need to be, yeah, to entertain, to perform. Basically, you have to entertain them because I didn't feel worthy enough to just be myself and hang out. Myself isn't good enough. I needed to bring comedy to be worthy of the hang. I needed to bring deep talks, whatever. And I would literally, when I was younger, on the way to friends' houses, I would literally rehearse rehearse jokes yeah and ways that I would wa walk in to the house oh yeah yeah and so your opener yeah literally literally Damn, doing stand up yeah. she's like how about them uh, <laughs> yeah. roadsides huh because I just wanted to be I just wanted to be fun and I wanted them to think I was yeah. fun and I didn't realize that stems from me not feeling like I'm good enough I need to bring something to the table to be good enough. I can't just walk in and be like, hey, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. My dad is really good about that. He, like, doesn't, like, cross his line to make the other person feel comfortable. That and other people true. don't like it. Yeah. Like, he just will sit there in silence. And they're like, God, your dad's so intimidating. And I was like, no. He, he just doesn't want to talk to you. He just doesn't like you. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just, like, not willing to, like, perform. Overfunction. Yeah, it's like, that's, hi. and what's so interesting is if you're, you know, you're better in like bigger groups and yeah. you're more comfortable. I'm always, I've always been more comfortable one-on-one. -on -one. Yes, that's how Chris is. I just, one-on-one -on -one is like, I, comfortable. I, very, very. I said that really weird. Comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's very comfortable. It's very much just like my sweet spot. I like, 
I remember, you know, when I was with my ex-boyfriend for almost a year, like, it never felt deep. And it was the one-on-one that I was like, this isn't deep. And so I had to end it because I was like, that, because that's where I get my, like, I'm, uh, Natasha's definitely more social than I am. I'm, like, not as social. Like, I'm happy. Like, I spent Saturday night alone last night after you left. She's such a loser. (laughs) No, but I was, like, so happy. Yeah. I, I definitely I was like watching Bake Off. I was like ordered Thai food. I was like dancing around the house. Do you want your 82 gallons of coffee? God, don't put me on blast. <laughs> it's really big. Anyways, so you you're comfortable one on one. I'm comfortable in groups. Yeah. So interesting. It is interesting. So what can you do? Let's talk about a solution. Okay. Wait. Before we do, I'm curious. How does it show up for you? Me. Yeah, because I think that's what I mean. Like, the definition, it's a little, like, flexible. And so I think it shows up differently for everyone. I think it, if somebody's mad at me, I think that I get very anxious. I get very uncomfortable. I think um, I also let, like, let's say my mom wants to, like, take care of a traffic ticket for me. I let her. And knowing very well that like I can handle that myself Mm -hmm. but I think that that's codependence is like I will let her take on some of my burden and it is my responsibility as an adult to like do it myself and I think that I let I let her do that um I would definitely say that I perform to be loved yeah and I would say like a lot of insecurity yeah I mean there's a lot of insecurity in being an actor and just human and human and like I definitely think that I I got a lot of praise when I was younger Mm -hmm. and so I was like okay like if I continue to do this then I'll be loved then I'll be worthy if I can accomplish something then I'm worthy like I, you know, every time I book a movie or a show, like, my brother's the first one that I call because I'm like, look, look, look. Like, I'm cool. he's 10 years older than me. And I'm like, look, I'm worthy. Look, right. I, I can hang out with you guys. Because yeah. when I was a kid, like, they didn't want anything to do with me. Yeah, like, I was not. eight and he was 18. Yeah. And, you know, Lila was, like, what, 14? Yeah. or And uh, it, it just, like, they did not care about their eight-year-old sister. But I thought, okay, if I can achieve something very public, then they'll like me. Totally. So that is certainly where it's popped up. But for me in my adulthood, it's only been when people are mad at me, which is interesting. Because now I act because I love it. And I've always acted because I love it. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I know. I think one thing you're really good at that I'm not is... I was reading in the book, they were saying like codependent people, a sign of it is you try to protect people from the consequences of their actions. So like a lot of codependency shows up in relationships with alcoholics. So like a very obvious case of that would be like they got wasted and missed work, but you'll call their boss and be like, we had an accident. Right. Well, that is the that's the original definition of codependence right. was it was basically like alcoholic men. And then there was like a support group for the wives and the wives were co-alcoholic. So they were like participating so in enabling the behavior. Yeah. So within the 12 step community. I see. Because so but then I took that as. I do that. I protect people from the consequences of their actions, not by like calling their boss, but by 
if you did something that hurt my feelings, I'm not going to tell you how bad and how mad I am at you because I don't want to make you feel bad. Do you know what I mean? And you also do this thing where you see it from their perspective and you're almost overly empathetic. Yes. Yeah, but... You know, they got stepped on by a horse when they were younger, and that's why they yelled at me. Right. Which is, it's like, sure, that makes sense, but it's not an excuse, and I'm allowed to be mad at somebody for hurting my feelings. I don't need to protect them from my anger. Yeah, I have to say, I don't do that. Yes, you do not. I don't. I'm I'm very (laughs) much just like, well, if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. asshole. And if you, I understand why you did it, but it doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah, exactly. And that took a lot. Mm -hmm. It took a lot. It took a lot of like bending and shaping and just feeling like shit at the end of the day because I was like, I'm not being treated well by a friend in college. It happened a lot where I was like, no, they're acting like a jerk. Right. And like just because I know that you are in pain, you know, not an excuse. Hurt people hurt people. But that doesn't mean that I'm not hurt. Yeah. It doesn't mean that my hurt doesn't matter. Right. Matters less than your hurt. Right. So that's been a big thing that I've needed to work on is like, you made me mad. And I used, I intellectualize in order to avoid my emotions. Wow. I'm like, and I thought that was a healthy thing to do. I was like, because of like things, my things that have happened in my past, it's a way to cope with it. It's like, you can either be upset about it forever Or you can be like, well, that person had terrible things happen to them, so I get why they would treat me like that. It's not personal, blah, 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 which is healthy to some extent, but it's not healthy for me to just completely shut down. Like numb your feelings. Yeah, and be like, well, I was a little kid, and it made me sad, and it hurt my feelings, and that is important, too. I don't need to, like, rationalize out of it. I also think something that codependents do that I do is, like, I'll minimize my feelings. Me too. Um, and say someone else has it worse. Mm. But it wasn't that bad. Mm. It's like if you get hit as a kid and your parent got hit, you still got hit. Right. Even though they got hit worse. Right. Totally. And it's like, well, but it wasn't. And I do that. Like, I'm like, yeah, God, like, it, it sucks. And I'm in pain. And I, I, I. I'm having a lot of trouble with this today, but it's not that bad. Like, there are people in Africa who are dying. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. Right. Like, finish your food, you know. There's some people who don't have food. It's like, it it just, that's what I do. It's like, I'm like, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And that's a way for me to feel small and a way for me to feel in control and easily digestible by the people around me. Because if, if I'm in control and saying it's not a big deal then I'm not burdening anybody else. And I don't have to, don't worry, I'm fine. It's not a big deal. I mean, it sucks, but, like, people have bigger problems. There's coronavirus. Right. (laughs) And you're like, okay, yeah, there is the coronavirus. Right. But what you're going through is still painful. Yeah. It's it's a way, what, what you're doing by rationalizing yourself out of your emotions is you're not honoring your experience and if you do that enough you start to feel really weird and out of it yeah because you don't you can't trust yourself anymore you need to honor your experience and especially when I started to think about it in the lens of inner child like usually the things that really hurt us it's because that's a wound from when we were little babies and we didn't know any better we didn't know that person's being mean to us because they've got problems we just knew oh something must be wrong with me 
for them to be treating me like this. So that's like a deep inner child wound. And when you rationalize your feelings, you don't get to look at your inner child and be like, hey, it's okay. Like, you're right. That does suck. I, I'm here with you and you are totally right. That is mean. And I honor that. And that you have to do that or else you'd go crazy. It's like, I'm me. No, you do. Yeah. You do. You have to really honor, like, if something hurts your feelings, you know. You don't, like, you don't have to why your way out of it. Well, it's because of this or it's because of that. Right. You just, it hurt your feelings and that's okay. Yep. It doesn't mean you need to call them and yell at them or yes. do anything. Journal. Like, yes. take it out on the paper, sort through your feelings, uh-huh. take a moment you don't, if it, you know, if it feels urgent, like we said, it's probably not the most rational thing to do if it's urgent. So just calm, calmly sit. I had to do that to myself the other day. I was like, bitch, you're in a time out. I'm putting you in a seat for 10 minutes. You're not allowed to talk, look at your phone, anything. Sit down. Because I was acting all crazy. And I was like, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> you're done. You have to parent yourself. You do. And I had to do that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I breathe. Like the power of breath in those moments is a way because when we are b- breathing deeply, it's reminding us that we're not running from an yes. animal. It literally trigger it reactivates our parasympathetic nervous system that literally tells our brain, oh, I'm safe. I can relax now. I would love to do a whole other episode on like the vagus nerve and like fight or flight. Let's it's so it. interesting. But. Yeah, so I think that like tools that we could what that we have used is journaling is huge for us in that like when we're feeling kind of hysterical about something, either needing to perform for the other person, needing to be happy and on if they're mad at you. I also think that codependent relationships are not just alcoholic and no. and um it's not one or another like a friend of mine was telling because I was texting a couple friends like where do you feel codependent in your relationships and one of them said roommates. She was like, yeah, I've had a roommate totally. that we are very codependent. You're like scared to do something because you don't want to annoy them. Yep. Or you don't want to do something without them because you don't want them their feelings to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, at the end of the night after you guys are drinking or coming home, it's like you need them to make you feel good, make you feel okay. Or you feel bad saying, leave me alone. Or I don't want to do that tonight. Yeah. Um, Totally. So I think that, like, saying it out loud, bringing words to the surface and into your language is really powerful. Mm -hmm. Really, really, really powerful. And I've really realized that, like, codependent is not a bad word. It's not a dirty word. Mm -hmm. It's... It's, it's some, a tool. It's a tool, and you go, all right, wow, I'm I'm kind of slipping into a codependent thing here. That's interesting. And like we said in our last episode, too, like using the internet yep. and really Googling and, you know, discovering different things. Like if anyone wants to check out something great, the Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith, she's really amazing at articulating all of the different things with codependency and different relationships and it's a really great kind of introduction to self-help yeah I think also saying it out loud 
is important. I was thinking just the other day, now that I've been more aware of it, I've been, and you know, it sounds kind of funny, but I'm realizing this is just the maturity that you have to develop in a relationship. I was like, me and Chris spent the whole day together and we had so much fun and we talked forever. And then we got home and I was exhausted. Like my literal voice was tired because we talked so much. And I was scared that if I started to relax and chill out that I would like kill the vibe of fun. And so we sat down and we started playing Mario Party. Shout out. Just kidding. (laughs) That was dorky. She's judging me. Well, I'm going to leave you hanging. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we started playing video games and I literally just paused and I was like, I'm very tired right now but I feel pressure to entertain you. And he was like, I love you. Relax. You don't have to say anything. Let's just play together. And I was like, ah, okay. So sometimes literally, I, I guess, I don't know, maybe that's a little weird in your friendships, but like. I don't think it's weird. I yeah. think saying what you need and just being like, look, I love you. I want I want to go with you tonight. I don't have it in me. Yeah. I don't have it in me to rally tonight and I want to, but I just, I'd rather be home. But I, but, and then you can say, like, I feel like if I don't go with you, you're not going to want to be my friend right, anymore. Right, or you're not going to keep inviting me out. Right, and they'll be like, no, that's crazy, just take your, take your and night. And if they don't say that, like, send them to us and we'll kick their ass. We don't, con- I think Barney and I just got locked in the studio by the robot. I know. Siri. Michael's, <laughs> we're in my brother's studio at Splice Studios, and, um... It's very Google informed. It's like just super smart and high tech and like fancy and we don't know how to work it. <laughs> We're like, okay, Google. Uh, hi, uh, um, oh, she's listening. So yeah, so I think being honest about it, um, <clears throat> I think like recentering yourself when if you're able to like research codependency, see if like maybe you have some traits. I think the majority of people are codependent i think so too my dad was like what's wrong with being codependent well no because there's a difference between codependent and interdependent codependent is like what you do is going to weigh on me and i need to make sure and what i do is going to weigh on you and we are in charge of each other's emotional experiences versus i'm in charge of me you're in charge of you and we can also help each other you know yeah i love that yeah so I think research it and see where that might show up for you in your life. And then when you recognize you're getting like anxiety with your partner or with friends or your family or whoever, be like, oh, I'm slipping into codependency because I feel like I need to do something in order to deserve being here or being loved or whatever. And then just re- I've been trying to recenter myself and like, I get very like literal and physical about it like I'm like deep breath and then I look for 10 things in my environment and I name them in my mind like I'll just be like tv chair just to literally represent myself into my own body and like I feel my feet on the floor I feel my hands on my lap like stuff like like very simple stuff just to get you back into your own body and not and out of the other person's experience wow that's what I do. That's amazing. I'm amazing. No, just kidding. Uh, no, don't say just kidding. You're just amazing. Kidding. Thanks. Yeah. And I, I also was reading in the book. Um, you guys, Natasha's the shit. 
Can I just say, like, Aww. she really is the shit. And, like, she's so much smarter than me. And just, like, um, please she's incredible. Do not say that. So, because no. I only know all of this codependent <laughs> defend myself stuff because of you. Well, so I'm please. just saying, like, y'all, we lucky to have her on this earth. Oh, my God. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, stop. You're bad. You're stop uh, you're it. You're so bad. That's sweet of you. Thanks. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm kidding. Um, but I, I, I also was reading in the book um, that a lot of times, like the codependent urges, come from feeling like everyone else has the magic and the special sauce, except for you. Oh, you're like, everyone has it figured out, except anything, me. or like they have, they just have something that you don't have, and so you're like trying to get it. I used to feel that way with relationships. Like, how come everyone can just figure out a relationship, but I just can't get past, like, two months of dating? Yeah. But you just keep trying. Yeah, and it's no one has anything that you don't you have. You run him over with your car. Whoa. And then you back up and you hit him again. Um, and then you put I it in drive. I do not condone this behavior, just for the record. Well, I do, so. <laughs> no. So, okay, so we say journal out your feelings. Try to become more aware of it in the moment and literally just do simple things to ground yourself into your own body. And then you have to, it feels so counterintuitive when you're so used to being codependent, but stop that behavior. Stop acting on the feeling. The fear of not being accepted or loved. Don't do the things that you feel like you have to do or you'll die. Don't do that stuff. Like, because the second you act on it, then you you refeed the cycle and you start it all over again. It's like a compulsion. So you have to, instead of just, like, being like, oh, my God, like, I feel like... Oh, like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel like I'm, you don't love me. So I'm going to do your dishes. Don't do the dishes. Just go read a book. Just do your, be you. Mm-hmm. Do you. Literally. I'm just kidding. You don't have to make yourself irreplaceable. You already are irreplaceable. It's all about worth. It really is. And I've tried this mantra with Natasha and Ryan make fun of me because they're like, that's from Avengers. Oh, boy. Here we but go, I Thanos. always say, <laughs> I am inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone got that right. But I really think, like, it helps me because I'm like, I'm inevitable. I just, like. Yeah, I get it. I feel like <clears throat> I am uh, I'm great just how I am. Yeah. And I'm evolving and learning and growing. And I'm definitely not perfect. And I'm a bit of a shit show. But in all my shit show glory, I'm trying. I'm showing up. I'm doing the best I can. Like your value is inevitable. It's inevitable. And the end of the earth is inevitable. inevitable. No, 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 no I'm God. kidding. No, yeah, I, to- I totally get that. My mantra the other day, if this helps anyone, this is totally off topic. My mantra was... Fuck, Fuck it. it. That was her mantra. She texted me. I was like, what about like. <laughs> Let's try to rephrase that. And, and I was, was like, like, no. Nah, I'm feeling fuck it. <laughs> fuck it or whatever. Because yeah. I get so worked. Sometimes you guys, I know this is weird coming from a self. Oh my God. Google, please leave us alone. And this is weird coming from a self help podcast. But sometimes you got to take a step back from the self help and just be like, ugh. Whatever. It's, it's not so serious. Yeah, it's like, like surrender a little. Surrender. And like for me too, like with work and with everything, like I'm really missing it and I'm having a, a, a trouble and like it's not that serious. It's not that serious. Like Whatever. everything feels like 
the stakes are so high when you're upset yeah. and you feel like it's never going to end, but it's not that serious. And when you say that, it kind of like, <sighs> okay. And you can enjoy your life more then. You know, I get so wrapped up in trying to fix my problems and fix like the things that I do wrong. And I get sick of it sometimes. And I'm just like, you know what? So Mari and I are going to go on a trip and I've decided my mantra, you guys, in case anyone's wondering, <laughs> my mantra no for the... No one was wondering. They're all, they're just, they're just Everyone itching with curiosity. I can feel no, it. No, they're like, girl, <laughs> shut up. My mantra is the whole trip is going to be whatever. It feels right. It does? <laughs> it feels What's right. What's my mantra for the trip? Because, darling, I'm a nightmare dressed like, like a daydream. daydream. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't it just so pretty just how so all pretty. along there was just this invisible string tying you to me? <laughs> okay, on that note. Okay, anyway. Done. Yeah, we need to wrap it up. So, basically, yes. Journal. Become aware. Research it. You probably... I say this with all the love, have some tendencies towards that, and then do a lot of self-worth work. Mm. Mm. That's all I got to say. Beautiful. And we love you. We love you guys so much. We're just here to bust the shame. There's Let's talk about it. Let's get into the nitty-gritty. Let's talk about the things that you don't want to talk about. Natasha and I are going through it, so we'll do the heavy work for you, mm-hmm. and then you can talk to someone in your life. There's no shame. We're all messed up. It's all good. <laughs> Nah, we all in this together. We're all in this together. And it's not even messed up. We're just humans. Let us help on three. Okay. One, One two, two, three. three. Let, Let us, us help. help. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>